When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Carlos Lopez Estrada broke through directing Blind Spotting before landing Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. He joined me to discuss his inventive new film, Summertime, which opens nationwide this week. Hello, thank you for having me. I've been a fan of your work uh, ever since discovering Blind Spotting back in 2018. Uh, talk about Summertime. Give us the general premise here. It seems like uh, one of those uh, mosaics. Summertime is a movie that was written by 27 uh, youth spoken word poets from Los Angeles, and it takes you across the city of LA over the course of one day. Each each piece, each scene, each vignette that you get to see was written by a different poet, written and performed by a different poet. So yes, it's a mosaic of sorts. It's a collection of stories, and it's um, a really heartfelt movie, I believe. So it's twenty seven. Um, was this? How did the how did it come about? Was this like was this like pandemic driven where you had people in different places or is it completely independent of that? This was actually pre-pandemic. We shot it in 2019. We premiered it at Sundance 2020 just a few weeks before um the madness started and we've been waiting patiently until now to put it out to the world. So, yeah, this was way way before I met them through a nonprofit organization from here, from Los Angeles called Get Lit, uh, and they worked with high school teens, um, introducing them to spoken word to get them excited about literature in their English classes. And anyway, I met them in a spoken word poetry showcase. Um, I had just such a deeply, profoundly moving experience, and really, summertime is an attempt to recreate that one night. Uh, where I saw just these 27 poets back-to-back perform their poetry and share a little bit about themselves and sort of, like, their place in the world. So, wow. So you see this, the, all these, you know, 27 different young poets performing, you know, in a, in a poetry setting, you know, like a poetry reading. Um, wh- how did you go about deciding, you know, casting them? Did you just say, all right, I'm, each of you are going to play yourself in this, or did you actually cast other actors, or how did that work? No, we uh, essentially... All of the poets who were in that showcase ended up in the movie. The The prompt was just bring a poem or a scene that, that you think like best encapsulates who you are today in the city. And we really didn't do much. I mean, we cast for all the other smaller roles, uh, all of them non-actors, by the way, that the movie is entirely made up of people from LA who had not acted in front of a camera before. So uh it, it was it was quite it was quite the experience very um very non-traditional but with so so much heart I love just the from a 
from a sheer, you know, experimenting with the form of filmmaking standpoint, it, that just sounds people are going to love it. Like that sounds great uh, on its own. But what what sort of what sort of uh, themes or subjects are, are tackled? You know, you have these twenty seven young people, and they're probably writing about, you know, yes, some some overarching themes. You know, we've had Black Lives Matter, we've had a, lo- a lot in the recent months. But was there anything that also surprised you? You know what I mean? Like these these kids are probably speaking from the heart and and talking about subjects that maybe you or I, I as older folks, we, we don't even know what's going on in their world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 100%. I think what was most inspiring to me that one day I saw the showcase was that even though all of their stories and all of their backgrounds are as different as can be because uh, the the poets come from all different schools, all different districts. Um, so some of them, just as diverse a bunch as you could meet, yet they all sort of spoke about themes of identity and belonging and their definition of hope, home uh, and what it means to exist in the city today. So each of them really does so with so much character and so so unique to their experience in cultural and their background and ethnic and, and whatnot. But they really all add a little piece to this mosaic that when you take a step back and when you can look at the whole, uh, it is really just a bunch of really talented, really passionate uh, young adults talking about what it means to exist in the city today. And all, all the all the issues that come with with uh, with that. So it's 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 messy, it's chaotic, but it's also it feels alive in a way that to me was so refreshing. Uh, taking a step back and saying, "Look, I'm giving you control. I'm giving you the power to shape this movie, and I'm going to do everything." within my power to to support what you want to say. It, it was really a life-changing experience. Absolutely. And you said it's messy and chaotic, but I'm sure it's a controlled chaos. You know what I mean? Like it's... <laughs> we tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you admired, you know, other mosaics in the past? I mean, the first one that comes to mind, of course, is Robert Altman. He was sort of the king of weaving together all those different storylines of, um, I guess in Los Angeles, I'm trying to think of an example. I guess like a crash best picture would, would have been in Los Angeles of a, of a mosaic. But, uh, were you, are you a fan of, you know, of mosaics themselves as a filmmaking, uh, approach? I mean, I wouldn't say that that was sort of like a, a thing that I was particularly sort of like seeking. I, <clears throat> I do love Robert Altman's work. I do. Love Slacker by uh, Richard Linklater, who did this with with um, Austin, and and I feel like it. Th- this movie really, not to sound lazy, but I, I feel like it kind of wrote itself when I sat through that showcase because it, it really the mosaic was presented to me rather than me uh, trying to devise one. It was like you are seeing Los Angeles through twenty seven different perspectives. And each of them is so different. They have like such unique characteristics, but also there's this hole that is already existing there. And and I feel like my job more than anything was just trying to capture in the most exciting ways. The community of poets already existed. They already knew each other. They already had been intersecting uh, storylines for years and years and years. So so really, I I I felt. A little bit more like a documentarian than I felt like a narrative filmmaker, but um, um, that's I think what I love the most about it. 
how did you go about actually stitching them together in terms of, all right, so you have, you know, that you have these poems on the page, you know, that they read at the showcase, but do you, you know, do you, do you drop each of those into, you know, final draft and then just flesh it out into a script pages or, you know, I want, I want to know your, your approach. Cause I know you work with three writers on this too, right? Yeah. More or less. Um, because you know, the, the other, the additional element that made is made this quite challenging was that most of them were finishing high school. And this was, I met them in, in April, beginning of May. And a lot of them were moving away from LA. A lot of them were starting jobs and, and sort of like going all over the place for the next fall. So, which gave us a very short window of time to develop, write and shoot the movie. We had, we did it over a summer workshop. I think it was about four months long. Um, the last month was dedicated to shooting. So in three months, we had to put these 27 minds together, uh, bring all of their poetry, map out, depending on each poet's neighborhood or if whether their, their poems was site specific. For example, you know, a poet wanted to do something in public transit, a public, a poet wanted to do something in the Venice Pier. So we sort of like put together a map of the city figure at we, Sorry, one more, one more, um, piece of info is that we wanted the movie to follow an actual route. So it starts in, in all the way west on the Venice Pier and then it makes its way all the way to East LA across, uh, various neighborhoods. So once we had all the poems, we essentially mapped them out around LA and figured out, um, where we needed additional scenes, where we needed some connective tissue, how the different poems could speak to each other. And this was, three months of everyday work with all of the poets and uh, just <laughs> lots of, lots of moving puzzle pieces. That's really cool that you, how you say you, you kind of strung them together in a certain order, how you moved inland. You started, you started on the coast and moved inland to cover the whole city. That's great. Reminder listeners, what is your connection with, with Los Angeles? I know you were, you were born in, in Mexico, right? And, and did, at what age did you move to the States? I was born in Mexico City. My my whole family is still down there. Uh, we moved up to Florida when I was 12. Then I came to California to study film um, down at Chapman. And I've been here ever since. So even though it's uh, it's not my, my actual hometown, I've spent more time here than anywhere else. And I, I you know, I've, I've gotten to become a, a person in LA and and I got to start working in LA most of my my friends and the people I work with are here so it it does feel like home to me your big breakthrough feature blind spotting everyone if you never if you didn't see it in 2018 run out and and watch it now um I just, I just thought it was incredible and I love the way you opened that with I remember it was like side by side juxtaposition images uh towards the beginning of the opening credits like you would have a really swanky you know, hipster Whole Foods right next to a, a more of a, like a, um, a grittier bodega next to it. I believe that was the juxtaposition, but you did talk about how in that sequence, you, you thought that the comparison of side-by-side images could really visually tell your story of the city. I mean, Oakland is, is a beautiful and a very complicated city because there is so much contrast and there's, you know, entirely different experiences that you can have within a very small space and I got to I got to meet and really understand Oakland through David Diggs and and Rafael Casal, who were the the two writer producer stars of of Blind Spotting, and I I think that is really 
there's a lot of change happening in Oakland and a lot of change that's bringing lots of good things to the communities and a lot of change that's bringing lots of complicated questions to the communities. And I feel like that, that montage is trying to capture both. Um, so we, you know, the, the split screen made sense just, just to really, really cl- show you that there is uh this is a movie about points of view. This is a movie about, um, s- ideas that are split in the middle and you you sort of get to look at both and then decide what to take away from it perfectly said and uh remind our listeners about exactly what you just said the whole concept of the illusion of ruben's vase that is talked about in that movie because that's all about perspective it's that thing we've all seen where it's like it looks it's an image where it looks like either a vase or two human faces depend how you look at it sort of like one of those magic eye illusion things but it, the idea is that you know it's a, we all have these inherent biases and in how we see the world and we kind of got to teach ourselves to see things from from the opposite equally valid perspective i i thought it was pretty brilliant but uh remind our listeners um how that factors into that film and uh and and uh and was was that something that they had in the script or did you bring that to that no 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 that i cannot take credit for for the, that is that is out of davina rafa's uh, brain and yeah i mean it, it talks about perspective it talks about how based on the very particular circumstances that we come into this world we are just naturally get to experience the word the world differently and in blind spotting it's particularly important because david and rafa are the 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 two lead characters of the film uh they live in the same city but the fact that david is black man and rafa is a white man just inherently means that they get to experience the city very, very differently. And not, not to be a, a, a salesperson who brings it back to the product or anything. But the thing that I love the most about summertime is that it does that, that, that same idea, that same understanding of that same relationship to a city, but through 27 different points of view. So I, it, it it's, um, I I have a feeling that why the movie is so important to me is because it it allows you to have a conversation about the same city, the same idea, but to really sort of like open your mind and consider so many different perspectives that make it up. And I don't know, I feel like we we live in a world that needs empathy um, as much as possible. And these are really, I feel like this is the only way to, to fight that, uh, that Ruben's base um, example and just just like by allowing other people to share about share a little bit about their points of view we are hopefully our, our way of seeing things broadens up a little bit and hopefully we make things a little better around us perfectly said Final seconds, real quick. How cool was it doing an animated movie with Disney, Ryan the Last Dragon, and, uh, you know, the whole concept of Kumandra? <laughs> uh, it, it was wild, and I had just finished shooting uh, Summertime, which was as independent as a movie can ever get. Uh, and then I stepped into a world that is very different and very challenging and very exciting for different reasons. But it it's, uh, I mean, I grew up watching Disney films, so being... Uh, surrounded by all these artists and technicians uh, and storytellers it was it was uh not to sound mushy but it was a real dream come true and then to step back now into summertime and and have to really experience independent film 
uh, and have to do all of the promotion ourselves and how like it, it's been it's been grounding and it's been exciting and it's been um, quite the contrasting journey. Well, I think you're one of the best uh, filmmakers going today. So keep up the great work. I mean, Blind Spotting was illuminating, like we talked about with the Ruben's vase. Uh, Raya was captured the pandemic. I thought that the smoke monster, you know, turning everyone to stone kind of a thing was almost very much like COVID and Kumandra coming together. So, I mean, it was everything tied in. And then now, as your next piece, summertime, I think you're going to take it a step further and really dissect Los Angeles. So I, I, I really dig what you do, man. I appreciate you joining us on WTOP, and best of luck with with summer time everyone should go check it out i i really appreciate it. this was a, a lovely chat so thank you thanks so much for joining us on beyond the fame with jason fraley remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear we'll see you next time wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.